welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theme in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. We love a link tree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash blocktalk to click on the links. One link reveals how you can help fund our adventure to London to cover DragCon UK. Your donation might get you an exclusive Block Talk pin. How cool is that? We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise. From t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes, available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can listen to podcasts. And plus, the links to the PayPal and the Buy Me Coffee should you want to tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. A tale as old as time got a major makeover while a classic cartoon horror icon's makeover is taking over Netflix. It's time for the Pop 5 Weekly Wrap-Up if a headline was made in Sparrow Game for Shade. And joining me this week, it's Mikey. How are you? I'm lovely. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Um, so one of our dear friends of the podcast asked me, how do I know Mikey? And I said, oh, just wait for the memoir. Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. I was like, it's a good story. It's not really a good story. It's, it's, it's not really that good a story. It's a, it's a, it's a normal story. Um, I had my gonna, wisdom teeth out. We swiped right on grind, gr- not grinder, Tinder, and Tinder. The rest is history. The rest is super history. I mean, it's really um, not that serious. <laughs> but in the memoir, and then when it becomes a movie, it's going to be a much more dramatic moment. Like we met at a bar on a full moon, and you're a werewolf. Yes, I don't even know where I was going with that. I'm like, neither do I, but I'm here for it. But you know what? We're on a journey today. We, we are on a journey. journey. This week was a journey. Um, you are snowed in. I'm very snowed in. Like it was like six or seven inches before I like went to bed last night, and then I woke up and there's which is how home. you normally go to bed. But um... fuck off. And then um, I. I woke up and there's like five or six. And then I watched because there's this lovely gentleman down the road that he like will plow out the driveway for us. He sometimes do. No, but like he's like this lovely little farmer who has a plow on his truck. And I just saw him drive by and he didn't plow out my driveway. So I'm gonna have to have words with squirt later. <gasps> like, oh, no. bro, well, I'm gonna have to do some shoveling, which I already have done like three or four times yesterday. So I'm now going to do it today, but thankfully it has officially stopped snowing, which hopefully means I don't have to be trapped in the house today, but well, you'll, you'll see. At least you're getting a workout. Oh, I hate you're it. Dainty. You're dainty. Oh, I hate it. And it's heavy, heavy, wet snow. Oh, gross. Well, we will be taking five pop culture topics, headline stories, and rather than the usual rapid fire, we're going to break them apart and share our thoughts. There are lots of things happening in the given week, so some of your favorite moments might not be included, but if you want us to discuss something, reach out. DM me at Lock on Instagram. No promises. All right, let's begin. Awards season is kicking off once again, and once again, it's time to figure out what movies and show you've neglected to watch and which ones are the ones you need to watch in order to be hip with the kids. The 2022 Golden Globe nominations were announced, and I might not be the only one left scratching my head. In the world of movies, leading the pack is Martin McDonough's completely unappealing The Banshees of Sharon, which picked up eight nominations, including Best Comedy um, or Musical, Directing, Screenplay, as well as Acting Nods for Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, 
Meanwhile, at six nominations, fan favorite, Everything Everywhere All at Once found love throughout the multiverse with nods for the film, as well as acting categories, including Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis. You know it's a rough year for movies if a film like Nope or The Woman King can't get the best drama slot when it went to Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, what the fuck was that? Why the fuck? Who the fuck? Also, like, because I've been looking at a lot of the other, like, film awards that have been going on. I had a feeling Tar was going to be... Where's the whale? I'm a little surprised the whale is not here. I don't know what the fuck the Fablemans is. That's the Steven Spielberg movie. Elvis bombed. Why is it there? Uh, Avatar should not... It hadn't even come out. Like, I don't understand why Avatar is there, first of all. And second of all, like... People say it's good. Really, every single person I've spoken to has said it's been awful and it's trite and it's derivative. Really? Everything I've seen on Instagram has been it's one of the best movies ever. Uh Uh-uh. It's all technical. That's it. It's technically beautiful, just like the first one. It's a fucking tired story. Listen, I didn't live, laugh, love. Nope. Nope should be on there. Like... It's just, it's the same thing. The Golden Globes are so fucking weird. And it all comes down to who's throwing the most money at the thing. Like, that's how Emily in Paris got all these nominations that first year that it was available to be nominated because they flew the entire voting team out to the set and gave them a tour and wined and dined them in Paris. It's all who's going to, like, pamper the Hollywood foreign press. That's the only way you get nominated here. It's a joke. There's a reason why they're not on the air anymore. Now, in the world of TV, it only took five nominations to take the top spot, and that went that title went to Abbott Elementary, which earned nominations for the series as well as actor creator Quinta Brunson, tying with four nominations each, including five shows: The White Lotus, Dahmer, The Crown, Ham and Tommy, and Only Murders in the Building. While the likes of Will Smith and Power of the Rings may have seen um, big snub categories it was the lack of female representation in the best director category once again causing a stir um who are you rooting for in any of these categories uh always abbott elementary mm-hmm. um i really liked only murders in the building i really really did like so it. good um i mean the best actress in a tv series category is pretty much perfect mm-hmm. who would like, win them uh, out of Quinta, Kaylee, Selena, Jenna, or Jean, I think that, which which sucks because it should be Quinta won the Emmy, so Selena should probably win the Golden Globe. You but know how the Golden Globes work. It's going to go to Jenna Ortega. No, I think Quinta and Selena are going to split it and it's going to go to Jean Smart. Don't count out little Wednesday Adams. Oh, no, I thought that bitch was brilliant. That bitch was brilliant. I I know we'll talk about it soon, but like that, I'm a little annoyed didn't get more nominations. I think for me, I mean, I'm a diehard White Lotus fan. I'm very confused by the acting nominations um, here because there have been, there were some really, really dominating performances on this second season that um, to only really have three and because they're like the biggest names of the cast, they're the ones who get it. That being said, those two out of three, I would say definitely deserved it. F. Murray Abraham, not so much. Um, I thought the kid who played his grandson did 10 times better. But regardless, I want to play a little game. Okay. I'm going to do a little count. Here are the movies that I have seen in the best picture categories. Okay, hold on. Let me go to that because I, I can tell you the same for me. For me, I have seen everything everywhere all at once. 
and that's it. One out of ten. That's all. Wait, I'm wait, same. Literally same. I so I don't really watch a lot of movies until the. This is going to sound so fucking awful. I'm so sorry. I don't watch a lot of movies until the Oscars come out. In terms of like, what are they? Award show movies? Because I just. I one year I tried to like predict what was going to be award show nominated and I watched so many movies and like a lot of these movies are just long and they're heavy and they're boring and like the acting is good and the story is fine but it's like you can only watch so many of them so I really don't try to overwatch a bunch of stuff especially things like Elvis that I know is it got critically panned I know it's going to be terrible I'm not watching it until I see if it gets an Oscar right and that's the thing with these nominations here it's like how is it that I've only seen one out of 10 and I've watched a lot of movies this year more than I normally do. Um, I think seen... that says a lot about what the golden globes are nominating. Yep. Um, Everything everywhere. All at once is all I've seen um, of best picture. Uh, I'm going to... down the list just to see if any other movie names pop up. Now, I mean, I... I'm not talking about any of like the acting categories because that's a little different. It's usually it, I'm focusing here on the best pictures. When no, but I mean, movie... even going down the acting categories, Everything Everywhere All at Once is the only one I have seen because I haven't gotten to see Black Panther yet, which that is the one that I do want to see and good for Angela Bassett. But it's a lot of like, it's rough. I might watch Tar because that's getting a lot of a nomination, award show buzz and it's going to be Oscars. Now for TV, here's what I've watched. We'll talk about comedy, drama and series mini series whatever that freaking category is at the nowadays i have watched the crown house of the dragon ozark abbott elementary only murders in the building wednesday Dahmer, the dropout the white lotus i'm at least hit with the kids there okay so the only drama i have seen is house of the dragon because i don't like better call saul i've i'm waiting till the crown is 100 percent done because i know it's going to be one of those shows i just want to binge from beginning to end versus like waiting years for each season this season is juicy and i know it's fantastic um abbott elementary is one of my absolute favorite shows uh i also really like only murderers in the building um i really like wednesday and then what was the other one it was limited series mm-hmm Okay, so I tried watching Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, and I got so fucking violently mad watching it that we mm-hmm. were, so I just said, no, thank you. And I've only seen one episode, and I have not seen any of the other limited series because I was going to watch Pam and Tommy, but then Pamela Anderson came forward and was like, this is very like exploitative of my life, and I'm not getting any money from it. And I said, Ooh, I don't like that girl. You didn't watch The Dropout? No, I heard it was really good. It was good. It was really good. That was Amanda Seyfried, right? It was. She annoys Um, me. Are you not a White Lotus fan? My husband watched the first season without me. And I'm mad at him for doing that. So now I have to take it out on the show. And I heard it's incredible. And I want to watch it, but I'm still so mad. Watch it this weekend. I'm still mad. No, do it. I am telling you, you must do it. I will. Because the memes are worth it. I'm finishing up my rewatch of The Magicians, which... Oh, God. Th- don't you? Oh, God. That show is fucking incredible. That show is amazing. It is queer. It's all hell. We live, laugh, love The Magicians. In this LeFou couple. is in it. I know. And I like him as an actor. I don't like him as a singer. And we'll talk about that. <gasps> okay, we will. Um, we have, I have so many thoughts. Now... What is the disconnect with the average media consumer and what gets nominated for these awards? Does it even matter anymore? 
Well, we have to look at each award show. Like the Golden Globes, the Hollywood Foreign Press is always out to fuck to lunch. I feel like the Golden Globes, it's never consistent with any other award show because it's really like who's taking best care of Hollywood Foreign Press. Sure. Whereas with the Oscars, I find that like the Oscars are awarding more so like artsy, independent, like high drama, high acting films. They're not going to award a lot of the big blockbusters. And that's the thing. Some of the best movies of the year may not be big smashes with every single person. Like sure. Top Gun probably made, made the most, I'm, I'm just throwing a random movie out that's more probably beloved. Top Gun probably made more money than like The Whale. And people watched Top Gun simply because they wanted to see the Lady Gaga music video. That's why they watched it for sure. No one Not, cared about the movie unless she had a song in it. Yeah, no, the gays didn't care unless she had a song in it. But like The Whale probably is a better crafted story in terms of acting performances, like everything being done. It's probably better. And then you have a movie like um, Empire of Light, which I'm very excited to go see because again, I love me some Olivia Coleman. Nothing, nothing here is because it was out of uh, range of when it was available. I I don't know. I don't get the awards because don't be shocked if you see a Sam Mendes, Olivia Coleman, Empire of Light um, nomination for the Oscars. So the, the Golden Globes used to be the precursor of who's going to be nominated. At this point, it doesn't fucking matter. No, the Golden Globes are a joke at this point. Um, I, uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely think that like with award shows with regards to what like actual consumers are watching, you can't judge the two because a lot of times consumers are going to watch something that they want that's fun, that's action packed, that's like big explosions. I mean, that's why Michael Bay gets away with making literal garbage because people like the big flashy explosion, boom, boom, pow. Whereas the artsier stuff that is just a better crafted film isn't going to get much attention, but probably deserves an award more than Michael Bay's Transformers 7. We're still making this shit. Well, um, I just wanted to give an announcement to the listeners. Um, This is an announcement for you as well. In 2023, there's a new award. It is called the Mikey, where you and I will be giving out awards. We'll have an entire ceremony. It's going to be amazing. Um, so get ready. We're going to be watching a lot of films, and, and it's going to be great. Are you ready for the Mikeys? I don't have the ability to watch so much film. Why? Don't, you don't have the brain capacity to watch all this film? No, I just don't have the attention span to watch all that film. And well, like, then I, what do you want me that. to watch shit like Top Gun and, and, and that no, kind of no, shit? Because I'm not no, watching we're only, that. We're only going to do the Oscar nominated films. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I always watch, if it's nominated for an Oscar, I'm watching it. Like, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's all we're going to do. But we will have a category of, the, the, of what we think should have been nominated or what we like. We'll be, that's like the Mikey Mikey award. Like that's the top award. I'm going to be real. It probably is going to be everything everywhere. All at once needs everything, but I haven't seen a lot of the stuff, so I can't we'll, be for we'll sure. We'll, we'll, we'll chat. We'll chat. But um, Mikey's 2023 coming hosted by. Us. I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh. All right. Everyone's favorite creepy and kooky family is back on screens in a brand new series. That's focused on that lovable, huggable demon child. Wednesday Adams. Smashing records at Netflix, including debuting at number one in 83 countries and holding the record for most hours viewed in a week for an English language Netflix series. The Tim Burton helmed creation has attracted love for its star Jenna Ortega and the new imagining of the Adams Family franchise. 
All right. Season one. What did you think? I really liked it. I know a lot of people did not like it, but I'm not like an Adam's purist. Like, I think it was interesting to take it in the direction of like more of a heavier leaned into the supernatural like mm-hmm. they did with, you know, vampires and werewolves and this and that. Because before it was just kind of implied, like, they're the kooky family right. versus everyone has powers. And it's a world where people know that there's powers. Like, I thought it was a great story. It was really well crafted. The acting was incredible. Jenna Ortega is brilliant. I love that bitch in you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I watched it, and I'm so happy to see that she's getting more work and that she's incredible with what she is she gonna be a more successful disney star than um selena gomez and olivia rodrigo she was a disney star yes she was what was she in a show in the uh, early 2010s yep she was a disney star what Mm -hmm. what oh yeah um i believe it was called stuck in the middle from 2016 to 2018 okay i don't know none of these Yep. Oh, she was in Scream. That's how I knew her. Yeah, no, she's a Disney star. She's a child star. I'm shook the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. I love I am a big fan of like mystery style series. Um, I think they did a really good way of storytelling while making it engaging, but still fun. The characters um are really, really wonderfully crafted. Um, we're going to talk a little bit of spoilers. So if you haven't watched, tune out for a little bit. Um, I kind of knew if you're going to bring Christina Ricci into this world, you knew she was only going to be there for a certain amount of time and she probably was going to be your villain. Um, but it was kind of wonderful to see the two of them interact and just to see how Christina Ricci was like passed on the torch. Um, so I thought she did a wonderful job. And again, when you have a normie in uh, an unnormal world, you knew something was it. I um, called it from the jump that it was. Yeah, so did I. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie. Oh my God. I love her. I love oh my her God, she's so, so good. She's so good. Um, I'm pissed that she's dead because I want more, but I, I have a feeling we're going to find a way to reintroduce her. Oh, 100%. Again, I mean, supernatural world, you, it's going to happen. Also, I also. Why is it always the gay? Why is the gay always the, the, the manipulated one? Um, I'm what talking gay? about Hunter Dewan, who is actually gay. He played Tyler. Oh. He's I'm actually sure. a homosexual, married. And I was like, fuck. I could have had a chance. He has a daddy. Oh. I, I, really yeah. cute, though. He was really cute. Um, it was good. It was just really good. The acting, the story, uh, it was engaging. My husband and I watched the entire thing in two days. We've been putting it off. We're like, eh, I don't know. I watched know. it in a day. I watched it in a day. Yeah, the um, only reason I, we started it so late. The anyway. other story for Wednesday is obviously you have a lot of um, people and quote-unquote purists who are not happy with certain casting of uh, Gomez and Morticia. But I mean, if you look at the original comics, like that's spot on. It looks no, really that's not what people are. I, well, I, I mean, I don't know if people are pissed over that. They're they're pissed about the ethnicity. That's what they're really pissed about. Let's talk. About, let's be real. No, no, no. That's not because the people who didn't like the show that are pissed that I know that's not. They're not pissed. They're like the casting's perfect. They're more so pissed about the fact that it was not as 
pure and true to like the family relationships that like oh no they would honey, never have honey, like you gotta engaged. go on to the um no i don't inter- i don't interact with exactly i, I can't people are pissed off about um i'm uh, talking Hispanic about people actor. i know the people i know that don't like the show don't like it because they feel like the relationship between the family is not correct and like they never would send a wednesday away and they never would do like it's a different fucking imagining like right it's it doesn't necessarily need to always be a hundred percent to what the comic is. It's like, you know what? That to tell an engaging story and to focus on her, fine. But people are like, well, you know, her and Pugsley would never be split up, and he was a little terror, and he would never. I'm like, I don't fucking care. It is a reimagining, and like, it's actually a reimagining that feels like it's trying to be more inclusive. Absolutely. No, and that's part of, that's, again, as I said, there are, there's definitely been comments around the, the internet about the casting and, and um, is he the right casting to play um, Gomez? I mean, I thought Luis Guzman did great. I mean, it was his interpretation of it. I yeah, thought Catherine Zeta-Jones was brilliant. Okay, she's fucking stunning in that like, dress. It's unfair. I wanted to, like, I'm like, I, I wanted the dress. I want the body. I want the, the hair bundle that she had on. Like you would I, just walk around the house, just like sweeping your hair around. 125% I would. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously now again, spoilers friends, season two, what do you want to see? I mean, we saw our good friend, Tyler. He's not dead. He's just going away. And when he beast motored it again, you know, he's coming back. Um, I don't know what I want for season two. I definitely don't want her to date the other one, Xavier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I want more Bianca. I want okay. my girl because she was incredible also. Um, um, I loved Enid. Do you think there's conversations about Enid being um, a potentially trans representative character? Do you buy into that? What do you mean? I don't know. There's been articles saying that um, potentially her character is representation for the trans struggle. I know. That's what the headline said on them. And I was like, okay. oh, we're grasping at straws here. Like, what straight cisgender person is trying to, like, do that? Because, like, let's throw in an actual trans character with an actual trans experience. But, like... Also, can we tell a story about a trans I, I think, person without struggle being I in the world? I think the trans part they're discussing is, is Enid's struggle to become the werewolf. When, when she becomes the werewolf, then she's in her fully formed That's a um, reach. realization. I, I agree. I, but that being all, said, I, I want an Enid, Enid spinoff. She's a fucking brilliant character. Like, I, would, I love Enid. She's a great character. I, I hope that, you know, I do hope they would bring in uh, some trans representation to the show. But, like, I don't want it to be like, we watch this poor trans person struggle. I just want it to be like a trans person comes in fully formed. Everybody loves them. They're great living their truth. Like we need some trans joy. Not, not everything queer has to always be a struggle on a TV show. Like we can just see someone like living a truthful, happy life. Absolutely. Without now, what kind like, of supernatural monster do you want for next season? What we, we, we got some sirens. We got some uh, werewolves. We got, um, transforming characters what do you want what, what's next wendigo a what a wendigo the fuck is that look it up 
Okay, and we'll do it after the podcast, unless you're going to tell me right now. Nope. Okay, we'll do it after. Let's go to our next topic. Um, very, very sad news. Very sad. Um, the world was shocked as former Ellen DJ and So You Think You Can Dance all-star and star Steven Twitch boss was found dead at the age of 40. His wife, Allison Holker, boss also of So You Think You Can Dance and Dance with the Stars fame, confirmed his death in a heartfelt statement. It has been reported that a suicide nail was found at the scene that left clues to his struggles that led up to his death. Why do you think that Twitch's death brought so much shock and heartbreak to the fandom? Probably because nobody saw the struggle. It was very, right. uh, it was very unknown. I mean, I'm not super familiar with Twitch. I'm going to be honest. I'm Same. not. I don't. I don't know. I don't watch. So you think you can dance? I don't watch Ellen DeGeneres' show. I just. I don't really know him. Um, and then it was everywhere that he had passed because of this. I think the people that did know and watch didn't see the struggle because I mean depression is very much a, a silent killer and, and right. it wasn't outwardly known. He wasn't out there talking about his struggles. He like, I know, um, uh, I always get the two of them mixed up. Why not, not why Naomi Judd, right. Mm-hmm. When she passed away, everyone kind of knew because she'd been very forward about what she was going through and that she's had difficulty with it. Whereas with this, it was very much like a, nobody knew. Yeah, and, and especially and, and, being on Ellen's show, you are associated with joy and happiness and other right. And I think that's what's hitting people the most is because when you see him, you felt joy, you felt happiness, and he was very talented. Um, again, I didn't watch as well, um, but I I knew who he was because he just had that face, and you when you associated him with Ellen, you, it made sense. Um, very sad, but if you are struggling, please go ask for help. There are resources out there, Mikey. Where can you? guide people to go anywhere throwing, throwing me on the spot like that I, I i mean hold on uh the national suicide hotline number is you can just call 988 there it is that is lifeline and suicide crisis hotline um there is also It's all right not to be okay all the time. Let's move on to our next topic. Disney's tale as old as time got a major twisty makeover to celebrate its 30th anniversary. And for those who haven't seen it yet, I advise not watching it on an edible. Wild things happen, man. ABC brought Beauty and the Beast to life in a star-studded extravaganza that was part live numbers, part historical preservation, part nostalgia, including um, reminders that our childhood favorites are, in fact, behind us. The event featured her as the guitar-shredding Belle, Josh Groban as a giant puppet version of Beast, Shania Twain bringing a little country riff to the titular track, as well as Martin Short being a goof as Lumiere and David Algrier just being there as Cogsworth. But the standout star that got everyone questioning their desire for a villain was Joshua Henry as Gaston. Do I want a bad boy now? Oh my God, was I turned on. The night was interwoven with animated clips and tributes to the creators and fallen stars, including Angela Lansbury, all while narrated by Oscar winner Rita Moreno. What was your take on the show? Uh, you hated um, it. You hated no, it. No, 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 That is not. Okay. I... I will start by saying I wish it had picked one thing to do. 
it was trying to do everything. You mean you didn't love the Rose interludes with the dance features? <laughs> it was trying to be the New York City Ballet. It was yes. trying to be a Broadway. It was yes. trying to be uh, a sing-along rewatch of the movie. It was trying to be like a historical, let's go back in time and talk about things. It was just, it was trying to be too many things. And I, I just got to the point where I wanted one specific thing. Like I hated every time it cut back to the animated movie. Uh, and then next thing you know, it would be like the original drawing sketches. That It, it just was very difficult to watch because it just was very manic with where mm-hmm. it was going. That being said, I didn't love the dancing. I was, I found it a little odd. I found, I felt it dragged it down and it prolonged is what an hour and 15 minute movie. So I think they're trying to make it fit a two hour time frame versus just telling an hour and 15 minutes, which I hated the dancing. It was good dancing. I just didn't like it. I really liked the live action parts. I know a lot of people did not like that beast costume. I found it incredible. And I wish that we had gotten a fully staged version well, here's, of it here's what i'm going to say like this is also like a disney trial run to see what they can do for revival when they eventually revive it on broadway or wherever they do it this works it absolutely fucking worked i said that my my husband was like i hated that beast costume and i'm like no i thought it was incredible that i puppet. mean if, if they were able to make it a little more animated and have a little more life into like the eyes and everything like and ha- get a little more movement i think it's definitely going to translate but like this is what um, the creators of King Kong didn't get to do on Broadway. This is what how you do a fucking puppet. No, the King Kong puppet was the only good part of that movie or of that Broadway show. I saw that show. I love the puppet. The rest of that show was terrible. There was a lot of reasons we can go into afterwards. But this puppet, I I didn't I didn't think I don't even think it needs that much difference. I mean, I feel like we were robbed of I just a really want a blink. cool. Give me a blink. No. I feel like we were robbed also of a really cool transformation of like just oh, attaching it yes. to, because like you could have just attached the costume to like wires from the ceiling and pulled it out, pulled him out of it that way, either having him on the wires, but or easier having the costume on the wires and just pulling it like off him and leaving him there. Absolutely, I feel like it makes it more accessible for groups to do an actual transformation without breaking the bank. Um, or trying to do something because some of these transformations that like community theater does is just not great. And if you can attach like the costume to like, it's a, if it's a puppet and you could just attach it and pull him out of it that way, like it's so much easier to do. And, like it just, it, I really like the live action parts. I love her. She's not an actress. Exceptional. That She's voice not was an actress. exceptional. No, the voice. I'm talking about the voice. Oh, her voice Vocally was incredible. Everything else was the blankest affect I've ever seen. But like, that's her, she's one of my favorite performers. I have seen her live eight times um, and I will gladly see her more. She's a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic performer. I think her costumes were beautiful. Oh, costumes Um, were great. I mean, the fact that we had a little Bisaya um, Filipino love in her looks were really, really cool. And then especially having her father be played by a Filipino actor. Brilliant. We love that integration of... Of, of diversity in this story i think again when she was fucking shredding that guitar in that bell look oh my god i was here for it that was my my moment um i will say 
I did not like Shania Twain. But she looked fucking gorgeous. She looked she like a drag queen. did, but like, I did not like any part the, of it. The thing is, is she gave you that country twang within that song, which is what we're not used to because we're used to hearing the purity of Angela Lansbury. The other problem is, and we know that Shania Twain has had some issues vocally because of, I believe she had Lyme disease and she's had a, she's had a lot of vocal coaching to get her voice back. It's not the voice we've known. Um, it was not there, but it was a different rendition of it. I didn't mind it, but I'm never going to say that's the, the version I want to hear again. No, but like other artists have given us different renditions and I don't hate it. I just didn't, I hated hers. And I just, I also feel like I, I like we were just talking earlier, the magicians, uh, the guy playing LeFou. I love I him on the magician. On, on repeat. I thought he was incredible. I loved his performance. His acting was there. His singing was not. But that's it the also part. Also, doesn't need to be a hard, brilliant singer. I just wasn't a huge fan. I also felt it was a scotch hokey. Um, I also didn't like the dance break halfway through it that we got. Yeah, well, it was so good. But uh, come on, Joshua Henry. Okay, you want to fuck Joshua Henry? And that's no, I don't. Fine. That's never been my no. I don't. You know, I like Twinks. He is not that. He just was fucking sexy. Uh, listen. So you want to fuck him in this moment? So you're being swayed by that. I just, it wasn't my vibe. And listen, Joshua Henry's incredible. He sounded so good. He was great. I just, it wasn't, uh, uh, it was weaker, I felt. Now, I just. I I would like to discuss um, what I witnessed while I wasn't on Edible about um, hands coming out of a table. Oh, for Be Our Guest? What the hell was that? Oh, that was a choice. I so, mean, so I want to like go back for a second, and I we're going to deep dive analyze the dramaturgy of this moment. So here's how the lore of Beauty and the Beast works. There's a spell cast, and everyone in the castle is turned into inanimate objects. Does that mean multiple people are a table? Probably. Creepy. Um, but I'm sorry. Like I know it, it was cool. It was visually really fascinating. Um, are we going to see it in a Broadway production one day? Probably. Um, but it was really, really trippy. It was trippy as fuck. I don't know. I just, I feel like, I feel like this, as fun as this was as an idea, I, I wish it was an actual just live showing, like just read the movie script so like and act it out Beauty that way. Of Like Little Mermaid. Queen Latifah, Shaggy. Oh, yeah, honestly. Honestly. And I, I think that this was a better cast than the Little Mermaids one was, but... Well, here's, here's my question. Do you think that Disney should lean into this sort of celebration moving forward as, let's be honest, the Disney Renaissance is going to have a lot more uh, anniversaries to come? I think so. I mean, I, this is the big thing. And this is what I've been... I, I, I really don't like to judge live things too too harshly because it makes things like theater accessible and you know i may not have necessarily loved the ballet part but there was probably a kid somewhere watching that that now wants to do ballet and dance because they watched this and were so captivated by it that they and and i think with that point what was really special about it is there were a lot of male dancers yeah there was that was really special I think it just makes it more acce- like theater accessible, especially as we're having conversations about theater being very inaccessible to folks now. 
and that the price of it has gone up a lot. I think that we have to look at this and like, I wish they would do more live action, not just Disney stuff, but like I mean, we, we, we did have that period of time where we had a couple live shows and some of them were great. Some of them were like, oh my God, I can't believe they just put that on air. This was terrible. Yeah. Um, next in the lineup, we've had Little Mermaid. We have Beauty and the Beast. Next would be Aladdin. Just, and that's the thing. Just give me Aladdin, the Broadway Aladdin, throw it on stage, like do a pro shot, throw it out there call it a day. Or so you don't want like, like sun casting where like Jackie Cox plays Jasmine? I do not like stunt casting very much unless it, it like, it needs to have a purpose, I feel. And like, especially when a show is currently on Broadway, feature the actual cast. Like, the give the them thing is, cookies. if you're going to do Aladdin, it's going to be a big tribute to Robin Williams as well. So that's what it would turn into. Um, which they're going so, to do it they're go- it's going absolutely to be it's, then that's going to be the key is who they're going to cast as the genie the other parts you're probably going to find um actors um who fit the role um ethnically better than the show's ever done before so that uh, they're be not going to cast will smith no they're not but whoever they cast as the genie is probably going to lean more into the robin williams mold i pray to god it's not josh Gad. it's james monroe Engelhart, please no, it, it's not going to be. They're going to have a Hollywood star be that role. And it's going to be a comedian, which one's going to be. I just... Not James I, Corden. No, I don't see... I, I don't I don't know. I just... I don't want to... I don't like this game. I don't like this game. I just... Well, I want... This I don't game is your reality. See, this is the issue. People keep getting put in these things that are not singers. And, and, and you have... Especially that role, that role. Especially if they take the Broadway version of that song is so fucking demanding like i just don't see how they can get away with like a josh gad and also i don't see how josh gad's white ass can do that role but we're talking about the movie with robin williams. i'm aware we're talking about the movie with robin williams but that still doesn't mean that it's something that should be done then they did it with will smith what do you want they tried Listen, I didn't necessarily hate Will Smith's interpretation. It just wasn't, it just wasn't for me. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, it was fine. It was serviceable. But I I just, I want to see more things, more live theater on the television screen. Like, get where is J-Lo's Bye Bye Birdie? Hello, I've been waiting way too long for it. They announced it. I need it. I need Jennifer... No, it's because Harvey Firestein couldn't fucking figure out how to hack the book again. And it's because he shouldn't be doing reinterpretations of books. He's got to stop. He's fucking ruining theater. Why did we, re- why did we need to rewrite the book? It's Was so there something? I haven't, seen, I haven't seen the show in a minute. Spanish Rose? Yeah, we're going to be changing a little bit. Oh, but like Harvey... The Shriners Ballet and all that... Um, um me too movement um mumbo jumbo in that song we're going to change a little bit of that show it's it's a little problematic and i think that's the problem sure. that they've been having with it but like otherwise also, she would be on broadway with it i'm sure that's fair but like then throw us hello dolly give us a hello dolly live like film listen it's it's a classic it gets people into it's theater long and the Wiz was like three and a half hours we're long. We're going to have Bette Midler. Bette Midler's not going to do no, it. She's not going to have Bette Midler. She was great in the show. 
We're not going to have Bette Midler, though. We'll probably have a bigger name. Who? Who's going to play Dolly? Lady Gaga, no. Yeah, like she's actually the age of it. Oh, my God. She's younger than I am. You're going to have her play Dolly bullshit. Bullshit, Vivian, bullshit. I would love Imelda Staunton. And I don't think we would get that in a live version. She's played it before. I know. I just love Amelda Staunton. Then go I watch just The don't... Crown. What? And go watch The Crown. I know. My girl is literally the queen. I got it. She's but... barely in it. Um, that's, that's the problem with this new season. It's, there's no story for the queen. It's all about Diana. Well, that is my girl. Um, I, or oh, I'm just trying to think. Like anything. Like let's do some more live theater. Like I, this is... This remember is when they were going to do hair? <laughs> that would be cute. Oh, I do remember. And everyone went, isn't there like full frontal nudity? Oh, let's get a pro shot of Take Me Out. Yeah, it's, yeah Jesse Williams will really go for that one. I got All to right. see that. That was incredible. Speaking of gay things, did James Bond just come out? Well, if, the, if you take the headline for gospel, he did. But to clarify, the statement from the clickbait article was, you were supposed to reflect life and that gay relationship reflects people in my life. So confirmed Daniel Craig is not gay. The statement comes as it was revealed that his character, Detective Benoit Blanc, is gay. Craig says the gay relationships are normal and we don't need to make a song and dance out of it. It just feels right. Agreed. Now, I understand the sentiment, but is it easy for a straight actor to say this while gay representation in general is a milestone these days? I don't think he's Straight. I don't think he, I think he's bisexual. I think he's come out as bisexual. Yeah, I think he came out as bisexual. No. Yeah, there you go. What? Prove it. Give me that. Give me the link. I do not have a link on him. I feel like I, I feel like that's what was being said here. I don't know. I mean, I think that the sentiment's great. I think it's a great thing to say. I agree that it should just be normal, but like it is a big thing, but then also it plays into like, if he is in fact a straight man, why is he playing a gay character. Correct. So like, Why there's can't a we lot have of, a gay actor play it? There's a lot of nuances here. Um, I don't know. I just kind of saw that chuckled. I think I sent it to you and was like, ha ha. Mm-hmm. And then like, yeah. Passed it along. Like, it's just not, I don't know. It's just Could you imagine stuff. having a gay James Bond? Well, he also, lost, be... he was the one also that lost his mind over having like a black James Bond, wasn't he? Or a woman know. James Bond. I feel like, there was an issue with a James Bond coming up and he was like on the wrong side of it. Well, I saw an uh, uh, actually going back to Catherine Zeta-Jones, I saw a, um, uh, interview on the Graham Norton show that she was actually potentially going to be considered to play Bond at some point with the encouragement of Sean Connery, her dear friend. And oh, it just Sean. never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, with characters being gay, do you think it perhaps a gay actor should have played it and if who yes. could it have been um uh, matt bomer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. does he have the range though as pretty as he is does he have the range you know this character is good you know matt bomer is a very good actor and doesn't get credit because he's gay he you think a, that's what it is yes he's an incredible everything i see him in he's brilliant you know who's an overhyped gay actor is Jim Parsons. I have not seen the movie. Um, I heard a lot of people cried. Oh, I've not seen it either. Spoiler alert. I've not seen it. 
but I, I, I did see him in, um, when I was in New York, I saw him in A Man of No Importance. He was really good at that. But like, I don't, he's just, I feel like he doesn't have as much range. He plays a lot of the same character. Yes. But I think the biggest stretch for him was playing Sheldon on Big Bang Theory. But like he plays like the same character. Whereas I feel like Matt Bomer has given us the full range. I feel like Matt Bomer is an incredible actor that I would love to see more work What from. What if we had Zach Quinto as Benoit Blanc? I don't think he's that great either. So you hate gays is the story. Obviously. No, I think, I really do think if you're going to stick with that direction, I do think Matt Bomer would have been a really great pick. Um, I think how that... About- how about Murray Bartlett? Oh, that's right. You haven't finished White Lotus. Sorry. Um, I also would, I know he just got cast as the doctor, but Shuti Gatwa, I love him. And I think that he would have done a great job. He's a little young for the role, I think, but fuck it. I, 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 I love him as an actor. I really love him as an actor. I love Shuti Gatwa. I love the doctor. I'm so excited. They're filming right now. I really love him as an actor. I would have loved, I'd love to see him get a lot more work. Oh, he's um, going to. I hope so. Because Once I mean, you become wonders. the doctor, you get anything you want. Yeah, it did wonders for like everyone else's careers that didn't already have established ones like Peter Capaldi. He had a career. What are you talking about? He was no, like, no. I'm saying, I'm saying he hadn't already established one, so it didn't need oh, to do wonders. But oh, like gotcha, gotcha. David Tennant really wasn't getting cast in much, and neither was Matt, Matt Smith's lot, first had, role. Well, it was Matt Smith's first role, but David Tennant had a lot of theater behind him. So he, yeah, he, he was he more of a good, theater person, but not screen. Which is, if I might go try to see him when I'm in London because he's still in a show. It got extended. I would love to go see Ooh. David Tennant on stage. Yeah, I would love uh, to it's see in you. a Nazi play, and I'm not sure I want to go sit through a two and a half hour uh, play called Good. You should go see Leopoldstadt in New York. That sounds it was, long. It's two hours, no intermission. It's I'm probably, old. I have a bad bladder. Uh, same. Uh, I sat through that, and it was life changing. I just dehydrated uh, myself before going. It worked. We'll see. I got a lot of options. I'm going to London in like 16 days. Oh my God, what the fuck? What are you looking forward to next week? Like Christmas. What are you going to do for Christmas? I'm going and spending the day with my family. That's cute. Are you cooking? Are you celebrating with food? What are you doing? I don't. Are you bringing the wine? I bring the wine. That is my job. I bring the wine. We have a good time. That's the plan. I will be drinking and enjoying and I'm probably going to hang out with my brother a little bit because he finally took a vacation for the first time in like a year and a half because he's one of those people that doesn't feel he should have to take or he doesn't feel that he gets to take vacations, even though everyone take your vacation time, people, especially if you're going to lose it. Mm -hmm. Um, You deserve a vacation. Everyone does. Um, But I'm probably going to try and see him a little bit, play some Pokemon. I'm working, so that'll be fun. But like the week after Christmas, there's literally nothing going on on my work schedule because none of my clients want to meet. So I'm going to enjoy basically a paid work week off where I have to just monitor my phone. That's fine. 
um yeah christmas is going to be exciting i don't know what we're officially doing yet but my brother will be flying in christmas night so he'll be here after christmas that's fun um what else am i looking forward to i'm just looking forward to the end of 2022 drag race season only one more episode to go then we restart I, all over again. I stopped watching after winter's season. Season 15, January 6th on MTV. Oh, I'll watch it. I will watch it. I just needed a drag break. My babies are on it. I'm so excited for my Sugar babies. Sugar and Spice? No. Uh, I can't wait for them to make those twins lip sync against each other. I just can't wait for the, the episode where we find out that they practice on each other. I, ew. Ew. Incest. I, I can't with you. You know it's going to be a thing people are going to talk about. Like they haven't already talked about. I know, because y'all are a bunch of perverts. You. Oh, you. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo? I'm on Instagram at Mikey Nichols Pate. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you.